Welcome to the Canacook Podcast. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and we're taking a break from our usual focus on family, leadership, and spiritual growth. If you're new here, welcome. You've picked a great time to jump in. This content is great for any age during the holiday season, and we hope it helps you focus on what Christmas should really be about, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. In Spanish, we say, bienvenidos. In Germany, we say, willkommen. In French, we say, bienvenue. At camp, we just say, welcome home. How you like that, Beth Ann? <laughs> you know, Joe, you're doing pretty good, but I can hear that, that Texas accent coming out in there. But whatever language you speak, you're welcome here at camp with us today. And likewise, Beth Ann, in languages around the world today, billions of people are saying Feliz Navidad, Joye Noel, and a few other languages that I can't speak. <laughs> but in my native tongue of Texas, we just say Merry Christmas, y'all. That's my native tongue from Mississippi as well. So I'm with you on that. But, you know, in Brampton, we just usually stick to a good old Merry Christmas. Um, and today we want to give a warm welcome. Joe, we're doing something that we've never done before. Uh, we have 14 guests on our call today. We have an amazing group of campers from K2, K7, our high school camps. And so I'm going to do my best here to take a stab and introduce each of them and welcome them to the podcast. So if you'll give me just a minute here, I'm going to introduce our amazing teenagers that we have on the call today. So coming in from all over the country, we've got Kate Stroud, Kaden Hansen, Addie Perry, Morgan Rose, Olivia Robbins, Grace Sullivan, Ben Stone, Hamilton Jansen, Hadley Manis, Audrey Bryant, Laura Storms, Bryce Storms, Blake Leishmill, and Weston Brookhart. Hopefully I didn't leave anybody off, but you guys, welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. We're so glad you're here with us today. So Beth Ann, oh, I don't know. I just wish everyone could see all these faces like I can tonight, but I am thrilled along with you, Beth Ann to bring a rather unique podcast to our listeners as we've decided to look at Christmas through the eyes of our next generation leaders. Because our K2 and K7 kids who are out there in the school scene, living it out for Jesus, are about as down-to-earth, real, believable, steadfast, and inspirational as it gets. Today, we're going to hopefully help to rediscover for all of our podcast family, how to keep Jesus the center of this Christmas season. But then no one tells it better than teenagers do. That's right, Joe. Well, the first question we're going to ask to you guys today is, how do you personally keep Jesus number one in your life as you go from home to school to sports to camp and all the other things you guys are a part of? How do you do that? How do you keep Jesus at the center of it all? So we're going to start with Laura Storms. Laura, answer that question for us. How are you finding that you're trying to keep Jesus at the center of it all? Well, yeah, thanks, Bethann. I find that a way that I personally try and keep Jesus number one is really being cognizant of the things that I'm putting into my heart. Um, in scripture, it talks about the heart being the wellspring of life and that everything comes out of it. And just from personal experience, I know that the music I listen to and the words that I listen to really affect my heart and really affect the way I'm able to live and the way um, I'm able to lean into the Lord. And so this year, honestly, I have found myself 
listening to scripture on the Bible app. I'll put it on when I'm like getting ready in the morning, when I'm driving to school, sometimes when I'm going for a run or just like cooking dinner or working around the house, I'll just turn on scripture. And it's crazy how quickly you can go through it, but it just is really a sweet time for me just to continue to make sure I'm putting life-giving messages into my mind and into my heart. And then I find that, you know, Jesus does the rest of the work that he brings those passages of scripture into conversation throughout my day, or I'm able to go, oh my gosh, I was listening to that in Galatians last night. Let's talk about it. And it honestly doesn't require much effort on my part, just, you know, surrendering and being obedient to the discipline. Those are the words of God. And so we get to listen to them and their gift. So that's one personal way. Another way is just being able to find friends and community that glorify the Lord. It doesn't have to be a lot of people, just one or two. You know, Jesus had, he had a lot of disciples, but he also had about four or five that he really were with him in the garden that prayed over him um, and that he asked to pray for him. And so to really just have those close people that I can go to and that they can share my burdens, but also can point me back to truth. And they care more about me going to Jesus than they care about me going to them. Try and keep Jesus at the center of all the crazy. Great answer. Well done. Now, Bryce, I know that us guys, we don't speak quite as many words as the ladies do, and we're proud of that. But uh, in your own words, Bryce Storms, how do you keep Jesus number one during the Christmas season? All right, Joe, the way I would say I keep Jesus front and center in my life is by really focusing on doing everything for the glory of God. And I know that's one thing we really focus on at camp and being able to live that throughout the year is really important to me, living out the verse, 1 Corinthians 10, I think 31, and being able to live everything every day all for the glory of God is really how I personally do it whether it be football, academics, or anything, doing it for an audience of one is has to be your main priority to live all for God. Love that, buddy. <laughs> Love it. Hadley, let's, let's head on over to you. Share with us, um, what would you say? What's something you do to try to keep Jesus at the center of all you do? I keep Jesus at the center of my life when leaving camp by getting plugged into my community. Um, I go to three different youth groups at home, and they all pour into me in the best ways. Getting discipled by older mentors in my life has been a huge blessing, and it's changed my perspective on how I pursue the Lord in a whole different way. And getting to go to youth group and K-Life is just a breath of fresh air when living in such a broken world. There are so many distractions trying to tell me where to find my fulfillment and to find my worth. And I really, truly also wouldn't be who I am now without intentional friends whose eyes are also on the Lord. We get to keep each other accountable and also... They encourage me to be light to my school everywhere I go and everywhere else I go. I also go to coffee on Friday morning before school and get to spend time with four other girls. Um, we all go to different schools, but we get to start off our day just spending time with the Lord and in community and praying to go out and be disciples and share the gospel in our schools. And I just think it's really special. So yeah, that's a few ways. Just community is big for me. I think having those older people and then also having those people that are my age, I get to walk with and do it daily with. Oh, Hadley, that's so sweet. I see your dog in the background. What's his name, Hadley? <laughs> My dog, his name's Josie. <laughs> <laughs> well, say hi to Josie for me. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> Morgan, what about you? How do you keep Jesus number one in your life? I like to keep Jesus number one in my life just with all the busyness by making time rather than like just pushing it off. So whether it's making just a set time to do quiet time every single day or getting plugged into the community and going to Wednesday night service and leading a group of girls there. I think that just 
creating time to be with the Lord makes it so much easier and it almost makes it more valuable because when you spend more time with him, I find that when I don't spend time with him, I feel this lack and I like need his word. And so it just like fuels just for the your whole day in your life when you create time to spend with him. So good, Morgan. Let's hear from a couple of our guys, Joe. Hamilton, why don't you share with us? How do you keep Jesus at the center of it all? Yeah, I mean, I think it really just comes down to the the I'm third mindset that we're taught at camp. Just, I mean, if you put God first and other second, it's just kind of going to naturally fall. So, I mean, I find it really easy. If you can just find one of those things to do, all the other ones always work out. So if you're being selfless and helping others, like you're glorifying God through that, no matter kind of what you're doing. If you just keep thinking about God, no matter if it really is a biblical thing or not, you kind of you end up with God at the top if you're thinking through it right. And that always helps me. Hamilton, I know you well, and I know what you're saying is real. Off to Nashville, Tennessee, to the state championship cheerleading line. Olivia, <laughs> I know I've seen your cheerleading films. I know you guys are going to the national track, but sometimes there can be a lot of pressure on being well-known throughout the school. How do you keep Jesus number one for real in your everyday life, Olivia? Yeah, I would say like community, um, kind of like how Hadley said, because we do go to a public school and it's just, it's hard because, you know, we don't know everyone, but finding like your true real friends and like your Christian community is so nice and it's like really refreshing. And actually like Hadley and Blakely and, and Grace actually invited us all to, they called Wago on Wednesdays. And that's been really awesome. It's just a youth group with a bunch of different schools from around here and you know, like we all get to pour into each other and you get to meet new friends and just having someone outside of just our school has been super nice. And we also do Young Life down here too. And I get to lead sophomore girls every Thursday. And that's also just so like nice because I get to pour into them, but you know, they also teach us so many things that you wouldn't really think. So just having those people around you in your everyday life has been super nice from camp to hear and hopefully forever. That's so sweet. It's fun that you get to have a little piece of camp just right there in your hometown. That's awesome. Well, Grace, you're sitting right next to Olivia on the call today. So we'll kind of pass the mic to you. I think that finding a designated time to spend with the Lord and give him our undivided attention each day is so important because I feel like I always like say I'm going to do it, but I keep putting it off until like I have a set time. And for me, that's honestly been like in my car in the mornings before school and just getting to start my day off with Jesus and letting that filter everything I do throughout the day. I also think that in high school, like we have such little margin times. Like for me, I go to school and then I go to practice and usually I have to cheer at a game or whatnot. But just like the manner that I walk through in my day, just reminding myself that it is the Lord that sustains me with every breath and that everything I do is for him and through him. And it's just really good to Remind myself of that and just walk in that manner. Bethann, you know, you hear way too much talk about how, you know, how, how lost this generation is. And it sure is refreshing to hear a bunch of kids who are not lost at all. Uh, Weston going all the way over to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I know you're a fine athlete, you're a quarterback, and a lot of people have their eyes on the quarterbacks. And sometimes quarterbacks can, you know, can really uh, get big headed about that. But you're a really humble kid. I get to work out with you in the summertime. Weston, how do you keep Jesus number one? I try to really just integrate my faith in every aspect of my life and what I'm doing, whether that's with sports and dedicating myself to playing for an audience of one, kind of like what Bryce said, or simply just the way that I treat people every day. 
And that also comes along with setting aside a time in my day where I can just sit down and reflect and spend time in the Word and do my devotional. And staying consistent with that time year round for the past few years has really made it significantly easier for me to focus on my faith and just keep Jesus as my top priority. So yeah, that's how that's how I do it. I love that. Weston, do you find that your football team is influenced by your walk with Jesus? I do. I do. Love that. You're a born leader, young man. Well, Addie, I'm going to go to you next. And Addie is currently a student at our uh, high school gap year program link year. And so I'm sure, Addie, this has been a year where you're learning so much all the time. And, and obviously, you've kind of taken this year to kind of prepare for the future so that you can keep um, Jesus kind of, you know, at the forefront. So kind of tell us, what are you learning and how are you practicing that? Yes, I, like several others, think that community is such a key and like going into like what you surround yourself with, like does have a big effect on the outcome in your life. So if you're surrounding yourself with people that also love the Lord and also like serve one audience, then like it's going to be significantly easier, so much more fruitful in life from then on to pursue Jesus. And like, I have found that like this community that I have here is like no other and have been so grateful for that. But like learning like, okay, like that is what I want to surround myself with when I'm not here. And when I'm not at camp, because I feel like sometimes like it's really hard to find community after camp, but this has been an incredible way for me to see like how crucial community is for me. Blakely, what about you? One way that I keep Jesus at the center of my life is kind of like the other Nashville girls. I think that community is huge, especially in just a big high school and just finding those friends that really have a love for the Lord. It's just so good to have. And just growing in your faith with them is something that's really special, really big part of my life. Another thing that I've learned throughout this past year is being in constant prayer. And not just like having a set time, like when I'm going to pray, like at night before I go to bed, just praying throughout the day and just talking to God has been amazing and completely like been life changing. Just finding that, just doing that, I can find so much peace throughout my day and just, it really does make the difference. And those are just some ways that I keep Jesus at the center of my life. So good. Okay, we had a sibling jump on the call since I introduced everybody. Maddie Robbins, you're now joining us. And so we'll pose that same question to you. How are you keeping Jesus at the center of it all? I feel like one of the main ways, kind of like a lot of them said, but it's true, just who you surround yourself with on a daily basis makes all the change. And I've noticed, especially this year, when I've surrounded myself with people that are consistently pursuing the Lord, it can it just has changed so many good things and so many bad things in my life and turned some things so good. And especially in cheer, pursuing the Lord through that has just helped my mentality. It's helped just everything that I do. And with school, kind of like Blakely said, if I'm stressed out about a test or anything, like I'm just in constant prayer of asking him for guidance, like helping me get through it with him and just pouring myself into him for help instead of people on earth has made such the change for me. That's beautiful. So Ben, I have the blessing of coaching you at K2 football. And honestly, you're one of the best athletes on the field. You're also one of the most well-rounded young men I've ever met in my life. Um, Ben, what about Christmas in your home with all the Christmas wrappings and lights and ornaments and ribbons and gifts and iPhones and video games and clothes and 
all the stuff around the American Christmas tree. How does your home and how do you Ben, keep Jesus front and center and make this a happy birthday Jesus event? All right, Coach. So first of all, we constantly remind ourselves and others that Jesus is at the forefront of this holiday. Keep the Christ in Christmas. And leading up to Christmas, we do readings of all of the uh, New Testament documenting his life. We also serve others because that is doing the Lord's work. So we do toy drives, clothes drives, and food drives. Love that, Ben. Put action into Christmas. Love that, buddy. So good. Um, Kate, let's go to you next. Again, we're talking about how do we keep Christ in Christmas, right? The world is constantly telling us what else we need and this gift and that, and there's all the things. Um, How are you trying just to focus on Jesus during this Christmas season? So yeah, I definitely think it's really hard when sometimes you're getting wrapped up in your big fancy Christmas lists. And something that I think has really helped me and my family center Christmas around Jesus has really been giving back to the community. We do this thing where we volunteer and kids who aren't as fortunate, they come and like shop for Christmas presents and we kind of help them. And they only get to pick like one or two things and they're not super big and they're not the biggest, most expensive gifts, but the kids are just so thrilled. And it's really just such a great opportunity that reminds us all that, you know, Christmas isn't about the big gifts. It's really about Jesus and celebrating who he is and the gift that he gave us. Caden, what about you all? Uh, How does your family keep Jesus at the center of Christmas? Yes, sir, Coach. Similar to Ben and Kate, my family really focuses hard on giving back to the community. We do food drives at the Community Enrichment Center just down the street. Right around Christmas Eve time, we go up there and we give them Christmas Eve dinners and Christmas morning breakfasts. That really helps us get in the mood to to give back because it's exactly what God wants us to do at that time. And secondly, my sister and I, we, we made a deal with each other. I got a great relationship with my sister through the Lord, and we decided that every day for the entire month of Christmas, we're going to use the leverage of the holidays to bring one person our age closer to God. Caden, give us a practical example of that. You know, that this is something you're doing every day. What's maybe one practical thing you're doing to help your friends be closer to the Lord? Yeah, for sure. I spend, I almost live at the gym, and there is a ton of kids from all different schools, all different income ranges. And we all come to the same place for two and a half hours a day. And the owner of that gym, he he's a sh- strong Christian guy. And he set up a lounge area for us just outside of the gym where we can go there, have Bible studies. And so what I do is I go up to some kid that I don't know, never talked to in my life. I go up and introduce myself with a couple of my great buddies. And I say, hey, why don't you come and just hang out with us for a little bit after your workout? We're going to talk about God a little bit. And we'd love to have you. And sometimes they say no. Sometimes they say yes. But when they say yes, it's a great day. (laughs) How do you keep Jesus at Christmas centered? And number one, Laura. Hey, Joe, I keep Jesus the center of the season through conversation. I find that my family, we really, when we go to church on Sundays, our pastor and our pastor team have a sermon series that really leads you along learning about the character of God or learning something about the Advent season. And so really, we really make it a point to talk about it afterwards. We, you know, we talk about what stood out, what about it was a good reminder about our Savior, what was 
maybe an articulation of truth that you hadn't heard before that really stirred something in you. And, you know, when you're able to make a topic and a person a part of the conversation, it's easier to have it be your focus, right? Because it's the words you're saying. I think we also just remember that the holidays culturally, like that's when we all get school breaks, like that's a really sweet time to just slow down and to rest. Um, And that's something we get to do beautifully with the Lord. And what a unique way that we get to spend time with people we love and just love on each other and take that time and make each other feel seen. I think that those are relational things that really glorify the Lord and continue to make him the reason for this season. Awesome. Okay, Audrey, we haven't forgotten about you over here. Tell us, how do you keep Jesus at the center of this holiday season? How I keep Jesus at the center of the Christmas and just like the holidays is by reminding myself of the gospel because I just, I think it's really easy to like, miss like the limitless God who like took on the limits of flesh for our sake. We just shouldn't do that and like and place like the gifts and all that above him. And so I've been reading through Psalms recently and just thinking about the contrast of all my iniquity and all of God's righteousness is just so humbling and just reminds me of him. And so Psalms 36, five through nine, verse nine says, for with you is the fountain of life in your light. We see the light. And so Jesus's coming is what brought like God's light into this world of darkness. And so I just think we should celebrate him every single day. And Christmas is just especially, you know, the reason for that. So it's really good. Uh, hey, for- hey, Ben Stone, I'm going to throw a little twist at you, buddy, because of what Audrey said. You're such a good role model at camp, and I'm sure you're on your high school football team. But how do you keep Christ alive every day? and make Christmas not just a one-day-of-the-year experience? How do you make it Christmas every day of your life, buddy? Coach, you really just got to, you need them to see Christ through how you live. We are called to be salt and light to the world. So if every day you're constantly building people up, making them feel good, and reminding them that all of this is not for your own glory, but it's for the glory of God, you'll continually point your teammates and your friends to Christ. It's just a wonderful feeling. Yeah, as long as you live for the Lord, uh, people will naturally gravitate towards you. You'll lead a lot of people, not everyone, but you'll lead a lot of people to Christ. Buddy, you do it well. Well, let's see. Let's let's have a few more answers here. Morgan, let's go back to you. It's been a minute since you've gotten to say anything. How are you learning to keep Christmas about Jesus? And I think you have on a Christmas sweater right now, which is pretty awesome. I do have on a Christmas sweater. <laughs> we have a Christmas party in a second. <laughs> but... One of the big things that my family does is every night at dinner, we have a 25 day like advent calendar and it just goes through scripture and it goes through the gospels and the story of Jesus. And so we just like sit together and we conversate and we just talk about it and we make it known and very prevalent in our household. And then one thing I like to do on my own is go through the four gospels and read Jesus's story through the different perspectives and the different like story types, I guess, and just keeping your mind on him and trying to not get distracted from all of the Christmas stuff. So yeah. I love that, Morgan. I'm going back to Nashville, Tennessee, but then let's uh, go. Let's go. You've got a great home, Olivia. How do y'all keep Christ alive in the Christmas season in your house? I think just being my family is very close. And so just having just like Christian parents and just having um, that daily reminder to us like every day, just always like knowing and um, having them pour into me and my 
sisters is just so nice. Like I brought back Young Life. At Young Life, every Thursday, we talk about something new. And yesterday, we talked about the advent calendar a lot. And that was just super cool. Just like a reminder for me, too. And I get to now take that and pour it into um, the sophomore girls as well. Love that. So fun. Let's see, Weston, we'll go back down to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tell us a little bit. How does your family, how do you personally keep Christ in Christmas? Yes, well, there would be no Christmas at all if Jesus wasn't born. So uh, when my parents first told me that, uh, I didn't quite understand at that age. I was like, what are you talking about? Give me the presents. That's what I was (laughs) saying. But as time went on, uh, it became easier to understand what we were really celebrating. And like others, my family really emphasizes the spirit of giving during the season of Advent and kind of shifting the focus from materialism to the values of love and sharing and really just embodying a giving spirit during the season. That's awesome. I love that, love that Weston, and I love your family. Grace, what about you? How does your family keep Christ at the center of Christmas? My family keeps Christ in the center of Christmas. Just having a heart posture of gratitude, knowing that the holidays are so much fun and it's so exciting and joyful, but um, it's the Lord who provided us for this family time, um, which is so special because I know my family, uh, my parents travel a lot and my brother's in college. So just getting the time to spend in community in, with one another and just in the word is really special and it's really fruitful in my life. So I'd probably say just quality time with family and being intentional in our conversations and our interactions with each other is a great way that we keep the Lord at the center of the holidays. Oh, that's beautiful. That's just beautiful. Well, Joe, I think we're getting close here to wrapping things up as we just had such a fun conversation. Wow. I know I'm encouraged. Joe, I know you're encouraged as we get to hear these amazing teenagers. And so you guys, thanks for being with us and sharing with our listeners in the audience about how you personally are keeping Christ at the center of your lives, not just every day, but especially during the Christmas season. And so uh, we hope all of you have a very Merry Christmas. And uh, we'd love to close this podcast with prayer for you, for our listeners, that all of us that we would remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. And Weston, you said it. It's because of Christ that we celebrate Christmas. And so let's pray and we'll wrap up our time together. God, thank you so much for your son, Jesus, and that you chose to send him to earth to come and save broken sinners like us, God. We pray that during this Christmas season, Lord, um, in the midst of lots of parties and fun and, and gifts and celebration, that we would remember you and that we would remember Remember that you came so that we might know you and that we might um, enter into a relationship with you. God, would you bless these students and their families, God, and in our, our audience this holiday season, Lord, and we thank you for the gift of Christmas. It's in your name we pray. Amen. We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you hadn't had the chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit canacuckpodcast.com. And for more information about Canacuck, you can visit canacuck.com. Canacuck.